The Big Lead. I sense a Dory rant coming on. If things flip here in Washington, I said this on Monday, I feel it even more strongly today. I think it's going to be suburban families and in particular suburban moms because I think just the protection of our children is so encoded in our DNA that... People are going to get past all of the noise. There's a lot of noise in this election. The abortion issue is noise because it has no impact on our state. As much as Democrats are trying to convince people that it does, it does not. But they have nothing else to run on. And I think people are starting to see and hear through the noise. Uh, What's going to matter is your kids. And when we see the skyrocketing crime, when you see that in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in Philadelphia, they have all had unbelievable increases in the murder rate. And the common thread in endorsements, singer John Legend, who endorsed all three of those uh, murder-inducing DAs and prosecutors, has endorsed Lisa Mannion in the King County prosecutor's race. And I think people understand that would be an absolute disaster for crime in this region. If you get a if we go the direction of Philly and San Francisco and Los Angeles, so I, I hope Jim Farrell is going to win the King County prosecutor's race. Lisa Mannion, the, here's the other thing about her that I can't figure out. She knows that she wants to reach the largest audience that any candidate can reach, she should come on this radio show. And I would love to talk with her about all these issues. But she, and Nicole, you've invited Lisa Mannion at least a couple of times to come on with us, right? We've got Nicole. I sent her people a couple of requests, and I haven't heard anything back. They don't even respond to say, thanks, we'll pass, nothing? Nothing. Well, that's rude. That's no way to run a campaign. Agreed. Cry it out loud. So, uh, Jim Farrell, that is the most important race on the ballot if you live in King County. So there's the crime issue. Uh, people don't want their kids gunned down like it's happening all too often around here, as has happened in Philadelphia, where they've had a, about a 70% increase in the murder rate. And then uh, that that weasel like character i don't call people weasels i call their character weasel like because it was the kinder gentler me larry krasner a listener sent me uh the philadelphia da because the state assembly there said uh having a soft on crime district attorney has led to a catastrophic their words catastrophic rise in violent crime and murder and so I watched this interview that Reason TV did. And Reason TV, libertarian outfit, and they tend to be more soft on crime as well. Because Reason TV doesn't think we should lock up nearly as many criminals as we do. Or Reason.com. Which is one reason why, uh, while I have some libertarian tendencies, I never identify myself as libertarian or Republican or Democrat because I don't tow any party line. I think we should lock up criminals. It's a radical 
perspective on my part. But so this Larry Krasner weasel-like character of a guy uh, in Philadelphia said, yeah, but what they don't talk about is uh, one of the guys who wants to impeach me in the state house, the murder rate has gone up 300% in his county, only 70% in Philly. Oh, what he didn't say, what a listener pointed out to me, was that, yeah, in this other county, they went from one murder in 2020 to three in 2021. Now, that's just total statistical noise, aberration. That means nothing. When they have 75 more murders in Philly because of a Lisa Mannion-type district attorney there, uh, that's reality. Those stats start to matter at that point. So uh, that's all they have is just distorted numbers, abortion. That's it. Then we have education. And what we, the news we have for you today is absolutely catastrophic for kids in our state. Now, I told you a couple of days ago that we got national numbers on education, and it was essentially that our kids are now two years behind, and they are never going to catch up because they don't hold kids back. They just push them through. Nobody flunks anymore because the school dropout rate would be abysmal. So they graduate a lot of functionally illiterate kids from the schools. Uh, here in Washington, we've told you for a long time, 50% of public school kids cannot meet grade standards in English. 72% cannot in math. Uh, that's We've known that for ages. Then earlier this week, we found out what a disaster the national test scores are. A decline in children's test scores in this country, the biggest drop that we have seen in decades. Biggest drop in decades. Doubles up. And just amazing the generational impact that this is going to have. But of course, the details are in this data and this report that came out today. We've also Generational impact. We're going to have a lot of kids who graduate two years behind grade level. You never catch up. You're more likely to commit crime. You're more likely to be in poverty. You're far less likely to go to college. Uh, this is going to have a devastating effect. And so what are we doing here in our state about this? Well, we just got our state numbers. Uh, our friend uh, Lee Finna at the Washington Policy Center has a piece up at WashingtonPolicy.org. Uh, the latest test scores show Washington public schools are now below average in the nation in educating students in math and English. Uh, the state breakout shows that Washington public schools just posted the lowest student learning scores in the history of NAEP. That's the National Assessment of Education Progress. The lowest scores in history here in Washington State, and we are much worse than the rest of the nation. Now, here's what's interesting about this and a Dory Monson show exclusive. When I was talking to Superintendent Chris Rachel a few weeks ago about the 70% fail basic math, 50% fail basic English, he said, that's a different testing standard there. 80% of them are passing this college-level test by 10th grade. 
If you look at the only test that we take across the country in common, there's only one test that all 50 states take in common. It's called the National Assessment of Educational Progress. The state of Washington by eighth grade is in the top 10 of the nation in math and English language art. Uh-oh. That's what I was just quoting. These numbers are from the test that Chris Rachel says is the only one that matters. The National Assessment of Education Progress, the only test that is taken nationwide. And he said Washington does really good. Well, now we have the new numbers, and Washington does really horrible. On the test that he says we should pay attention to, the test that he says is the only one that matters for kids in our state. Washington is now lagging by far the rest of the nation. We are at the lowest level in our history in the test that the school superintendent says is the only test that matters. I cannot wait to get Chris Rakedahl back on the show because this is something that he's going to have a really tough time explaining away. But this is what we now know is that our kids are doing horrible. And what's Chris Rakedahl's solution to that? Well, he says, just give us another $6.5 billion, an increase of 20%. And where would that money go? We'd go to the kids. We'd get the kids uh, tutors. We'd get them maybe the option to get out of the public schools and have some vouchers, introduce some competition. No, he said that he wants $6.5 billion dollars for pay raises for public employees. And that's not just teachers, because 50% of school district employees are non-teachers, administrators, bureaucrats. And so we have the worst results in our history. And our superintendent wants $6.5 billion more to reward the people who are producing the worst results in history. Now, here's what needs to happen. Uh, right now, they haven't spent, uh, Washington State got $1.6 billion in federal COVID money. That would be enough to give every single family in the public schools 1500 bucks, which they could use for tutoring or for extra lessons, for other resources, or they could start giving vouchers and let the money follow the student. And we're spending $20,000 per kid per year in our state. Let's say you take half of that and the public schools keep it, but give every family, every school kid $10,000. If you want to keep them in the public schools, fine. If you want to use that towards tuition at private schools, you should be allowed to do that because the schools are failing our kids. And by Chris Rakedahl's own numbers, by the test that he says is the only one we should pay attention to, the only one that matters, Chris Rakedahl says that our kids, by that measure, are failing. So this is getting back to the election. Nothing. When, when our girls were younger, it's, it's very interesting as your kids 
become adults because I love them, of course, as deeply as ever, but they're not as much a part of our day-to-day lives because they are lovely, independent young women who have their own lives to live. But back when they were in school, man, for my wife and me, it was all-consuming working with them on the homework and meeting with the teachers and, and you know, proofreading their stuff. It was all-consuming. And that's the way it is for every great parent. And this, if anything flips races here in Washington, it is the disaster that has been visited upon our kids in crime and educationally. Still got 12 days to turn things around because the one-party rule, the Democrat rule of Washington, is an unmitigated disaster. And parents, 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 you got you got to figure that out. Meanwhile, by the way, what are what were the Democrats talking about yesterday? Ah, there's only one thing with schools they care about. Here's the thing. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just there's something about Again, who does the woo there? You know, you, you hear that? Raise your hand. That was more Edith Bunker than Kamala Harris. Raise your hand if you love a school bus, yellow school bus. And then there are these people in the crowd. Woo. Who woos that? I really don't know who woos it. Raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just woo. there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's part of it's part of our our experience growing up. It's part of a, you know a nostalgia and a memory of of the excitement and joy of going to school to be with your favorite teacher, to be with your best friends, and to learn. The school bus takes us there. So they're going to spend a fortune on electric school buses. Oh, wait till you hear. The numbers on that. ago, a bipartisan group of politicians and law enforcement, they got together, they made a video, and they said that it is time to change some of the police reforms that were made in Olympia a year and a half ago. What is clear is that Washington has become the most criminal-friendly state in the country. Our murder rate is showing that, our property crime rate, car thefts, carjackings, any crime category, we have become the most criminal-friendly state in the country. A couple of weeks ago, a video was made, as I said, and yesterday, a group of Snohomish County mayors 
uh, announced that they were getting together to put together a business leader and mayor council for public safety. One of those mayors is Cassie Franklin of Everett. Madam Mayor, thanks for coming on with me this afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, how bad is it? I saw some of the numbers when all of you mayors spoke yesterday, but how bad have things gotten in Everett? You know, all of us are seeing a really disturbing rise in crime. And what is causing me great concern is, you know, especially the rise in violent crime. We're seeing more gun violence, more illegal possession of guns, more shots fired, more open drug use. And and that all together is making uh, for a very unsafe environment in our community. And so what are you proposing when the group of mayors got together yesterday? What was the proposal? Well, we are formed a coalition of mayors and business leaders across Snohomish County. We've got 15 of our uh, mayors in the county uh, that have joined in and uh, hope to have more. And uh, we'll be inviting business leaders now so that we can make our voice heard. We can educate and advocate for uh, solutions and work collaboratively with uh, Olympia and other branches of government uh, to to address some of the gaps and concerns we're seeing. I think as mayors, we're doing what we can, and now we need these other systems to work as well. Everybody in the public sees this. Uh, everyone in our region, the majority of people in our region say that crime is the number one issue. Uh, when your video was released with all of the law enforcement personnel uh, and other mayors a couple of uh, weeks ago, the main author of the Democrat legislation in Olympia, Jesse Johnson, he said that the video that all of you made, I'm quoting now, is a shameful waste of tax dollars creating a fear-mongering campaign. Uh, what do you say to that criticism from a Democrat state legislator that you're wasting tax dollars and fear-mongering by just highlighting what's happened to crime since his bill passed? Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree with him. I think if he sat in my office, he would see the number of calls that I'm getting from my community. Uh, Our residents reach out to their local mayors when they're concerned about safety, and we get dozens of calls a day with residents uh, very frustrated with the state of um, these challenges on our streets. And I think uh, this isn't a partisan issue. This isn't a red or a blue issue. This is very much impacting every community, whether it's a large community or small community. And uh, I think we all need to work together to to fix this. Okay, and and uh, I know you're respectfully disagreeing with Jesse Johnson, but then he sent out uh, another tweet about this, and he was talking about people like you. He said that you and other Democrats who appear in this ad are Republicans in Democratic suits. What do you think of that <laughs> characterization? Well, I, I would say that's very false. I'm not sure when public safety became a, a Republican issue. I think that everybody should be concerned about the safety in their community. And as a strong Democrat mayor uh, leading the largest city north of Seattle on the I-5 corridor, this is the number one issue that is impacting the quality of life for our residents. And our residents don't care if I'm a Democrat or a Republican. They want me to address public safety. And I think they expect the same of, of all their leaders. But is this a bipartisan issue? Because in Olympia, at least, this was a strict party line issue. And it was Democrats who passed this bill. It was Jay Inslee who signed these bills that I mean, <laughs> you and I agree uh, it sounds like that you agree with me that this has become a very criminal-friendly state, but this is a, a, a party issue when it was strictly on party lines, isn't it? 
Well, I think that Olympia does end up working very uh, along partisan lines, but as mayors, we don't. You know, we work very collaboratively. I'm co-chairing this initiative together with Mayor Nearing. He's a Republican. I'm a Democrat. And we work very well together. I think as mayors, we don't get to enjoy the luxury of saying, oh, we're just going to work with people that are like-minded. We actually work with everybody in our community. We have to work with everybody in our community in order to, to serve our residents. And, and tackle these issues. And I think as mayors, we can demonstrate bipartisanship uh, successfully and hopefully um, transfer some of that bipartisanship over to Olympia. So is, is that a challenge for you, though? Because you're seeing the problems. You're trying to address these problems. You are working to try to undo some of the mess that the legislature has created. Is that a challenge for you? Uh, you know, let's forget about politically. Personally, when you identify as a Democrat and it is Mm -hmm. your party that has created these problems in Olympia. You know, I think it's, I don't think there's any one person, one party, one system to blame. There's a lot of challenges in our criminal justice system. Some of them have been created by some of these reforms that I think that were made with good intentions, but that had really uh, negative impacts. Uh, Some of it is due to a lack of transparency in the judicial branch and in uh, the way bails are set and sentencing and uh, maybe a backlog in the prosecutor's office that I know they're working to address. So I don't think there's one system or one party to blame, but I do believe that it's absolutely essential that we all work together. And that's what we as mayors are trying to demonstrate. Okay, you're probably sick of me asking about Jesse Johnson. But one other thing, (laughs) one other thing that he said about this, he said that, you know, I mentioned the Republicans in Democratic suits, he said that people and the police are angry because they can't go around killing people anymore. What do you think of that characterization from a state lawmaker that the reason people are rising up against what they have done in in Olympia is that I guess you and the police officers in that video just want to go around killing people? You know, um, I think that's a very disrespectful statement about our uh, men and women in blue uh, who are risking their lives every day to serve and protect our community. Uh, I am very proud of the work of our police department, and they are doing everything they can to support victims, to uh, hold uh, criminals accountable, and and keep our community safe. And, And I would hope that our elected leadership doesn't uh, disrespect them in, in such a way. Well, yeah, well, I mean, th- this was you know, as disrespectful as anything I've ever seen from a state lawmaker. And, and that's what I guess is uh, amazing because, you know, you and I politically are probably different, but uh, you sure. and I are absolutely aligned in what is happening with crime and, and what must be done. Uh, are you lobbying? Are you going to be lobbying the upcoming legislative session for the Democrats to fix the havoc that they have created? Uh, absolutely. As a city, I, we work with uh, our, our lobbyists every every year to lobby the electeds in Olympia for a number of issues. And this year, we'll be doing that as a city, but we'll also be doing it as part of this coalition and, and hopefully get a, a real solid fix to the Blake decision and some of these other challenges that we're experiencing. Yeah, the Blake decision, the one that has legalized all drugs in the state. How do we get here? I mean, really, this, uh, I grew up in Seattle, I born and raised here, and if somebody had told me even five or ten years ago what things would be like right now with crime, I simply would not have believed it. You've watched this slow evolution. How do you think we got here? <laughs> 
I don't know. It's a perfect storm of events, but I think there's a there's been some major gaps in our systems. Obviously, as a lack of investment in, in, in mental health and, and and services that are needed, but I think also some some uh, lack of attention on on uh, this growing challenge of of criminal behavior in our community, and we need to be able to give our officers uh, the authority to use the tools and training that they have uh, to make good decisions in the field. We need to be able to get firearms out of the hands of felons. And when people are arrested, um, they shouldn't be arrested multiple times for the same issue. They should be arrested and held accountable and and hopefully get back on a path to um, becoming law-abiding citizens again. So um, I look forward to working with my fellow mayors, business leaders, and others that share that passion. And I believe we have the support of our residents and community behind us. Yeah, I would think so. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, I hope that all of us together can turn things around because this is just, uh, it's mind-blowing what uh, what is happening on the streets right now and how everything has tilted in favor of the criminals around here. It's uh, It's got to change. Yep. It does have to change. Thank you. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, it's good talk with you. Mayor Cassie Franklin of Everett, uh, 15 Snohomish County mayors came together and announced they are leading this mayors and business leaders for public safety. And we as voters, it is on us primarily because we have also watched this happen with uh, the people that have been put into office in Olympia. All right, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can text me at 888-973-CAIRO, 888-973-5476. Lots more to come here in the Dory Monson Show. My wife and I met at the University of Washington 40 years ago. Our two oldest daughters are Huskies, and our youngest girl, of course, had to be the rebel. She's the coog in the family. So right after the radio show today, I'm going to go out on the porch. I'm going to hang both our Husky and Cougar flags, a house divided, uh, so they'll have them hanging when all of them come over for Thanksgiving tomorrow. But I was looking for some Apple Cup stories. Apple Cups this weekend. It's got some significance for both schools. And my wife saw a story in our UW Alumni Magazine about a couple that also is a house divided, and the husband is Chuck Nordquist. He joins us from Yuma, Arizona. Hello, Chuck. It's good to talk to you this How afternoon. You How you doing, Dory? Doing fantastic. So, uh, as I understand it from this UW alumni, you wrote a letter to the editor. Uh, your wife is a cougar, correct? My wife is a quintessential cougar. Okay. All right. So much so. Tell everybody how your wife decided she wanted to uh, rest in peace eternally. Well, you know, when you get to my age and I'm advanced. uh, (laughs) We all are, Chuck. (laughs) There's only so many T-shirts you can buy. (laughs) Right. So, So, you know, for birthdays and Christmas, I start hitting eBay and looking for weird stuff for cougar stuff, you know, for her. Right. So uh, I happened upon this uh, helmet. I mean, it was a perfect cougar helmet, all right. the livery on it and everything. Uh-huh. It's red with the WSC uh, U, I guess it is now, yeah. and a white, white cage. And it was uh, a burial urn. And I thought, my God, that's, that's really cool. 
<laughs> Wait, hold on. Time out, Chuck. You bought your wife for a gift a burial urn? <laughs> what well, kind of no, message does that send? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's so much younger than I. I'm not going to see her use it, but I mean. Uh, the thing about it is, is that uh, I, I asked her first. I said, okay. you know, I, was coming, I was coming across. I came across this really weird thing. You know, I said, "Would you like to spend the rest of your eternal time in a cougar helmet?" <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm not kidding you. This is really. This is where it gets strange. She got really excited and <laughs> indicated that that would be beyond. You know, beyond wow. That really? Was the wow factor. So I, I said, well, okay, well, I'll get you this thing. And, uh, you know, we don't really wrap gifts or anything like that. We, we give each other so much stuff during the year that it's just, you know, I mean, I just said, well, this is what you're getting. So enjoy okay. it. Anyway, so I thought, man, she gets a cougar helmet. Right. Why can't I get a husky helmet? So I was looking around, no husky helmets. There are no and husky so, helmet burial urns. No, no husky helmet burial urn. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I, you know, not to be deterred, I, I'm a little uh, focused. I can get very, very focused. Okay. I called the company and I said, uh, you know, other than righteous indignation about having a cougar one and not a husky one. Yeah. I said, what, what's the deal here? And the company's in Kent. And uh, they said, well, uh, Husky uh, writes uh, for uh, repro- uh, too expensive. <laughs> so I said, well, I tell you what, can you do a gold helmet with a purple cage? Okay. And they said, yeah, sure. Be a little upcharge for the paint and all that. I said, okay, well, I'll get you the colors. And I pulled out the PMS colors that are on the Husky website and gave them to them. But the finishing touch were helmet stickers. You needed the W. You need a W. You need a black W, not the not yeah. the weasel or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but. because if you're buried forever in just a gold helmet, uh, if, if they don't see the purple cage, that could just well be Notre Dame, for crying out loud. Yeah, you could, I mean, if anybody digs us up and wants to yeah. figure it out. Yes. Anyway, uh, so uh, I worked, uh, I was the film coach for the Huskies uh, for about eight years. And okay. I kind of know a little bit how the system works. I know, Dory, you've been around for a long, long time. Yeah, well, I recognized your name when I heard it, so I was wondering where, where I that was from. I don't know if you remember Chuck Neme or not. but uh, Very well. Yep, he was a great man. Yeah. He, he, he was the sports information director when I was a student there doing uh, the Husky play-by-play on the campus radio station. He was a great man. <laughs> he was. He was a great guy, and... Uh, so I thought, well, I'll just find out who has that job now. And it uh, turned out to be a guy named Jeff Bechtold. Well, of course, I I emailed him and told him the whole story. And I'm sure he was thinking I was nuts. But I said, could you please uh, send me two uh, helmet stickers, Block W helmet stickers. <laughs> you weren't and even said, asking for the helmets. You're just asking for a couple of stickers. 
stickers. Yeah, yeah. stickers. Come okay. on. I'm, kids love stickers. You okay. Know? So, so to accelerate and, things a little bit here, so uh, did is that what you did? You put their stickers on the, the company's painted helmet? Yeah. So I told him, I said, you want pictures? I said, So I sent pictures of him uh, to him. He said he'd like that. And, uh, yeah, I got uh, stickers that, that, that Jeff sent me on a gold uh, and so, purple so helmet. So where, where are your cougar wife and husky you, where are you? your ashes in these helmets going to permanently reside? Do you have a plot somewhere? Well, I'm from Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. My wife's folks are from Minnesota. And uh, our family has a burial thingy back there. So okay. actually, the, the, if we do this this way, the two of us can be buried together sure. the, in the family plot. Yeah, absolutely. OK, uh, are you going to have the face guards facing each other or turned away from each other? Well, you know, um, we need some specific I, burial the, instructions here, Chuck. You you want some you want some some meaty stuff for uh, cougar husky thing, but I've got to tell you uh, I'm a strange duck, I suppose. Uh, my wife went to Wazoo. I love her dearly. She's the greatest thing in my life. Yeah. And uh, I I root for the cougars except for one day a year. Sure. And I I've got to tell you, my wife and I. My wife has her room with her big screen. I have my room with my big screen, and uh, we don't see each other much on Apple Cup Day. Oh man! All right. Yeah. Well, th- that's uh, that's a great story. It's a unique story. I've never heard of anything like this. Probably because there is nothing like this. And I was looking for a unique Apple Cup story today, Chuck. <laughs> you, you you probably stumbled on one just by accident. Yes, you know? yes, we did. Well, uh, uh, I, I hope I, it's Dory, a long... Dory, I do want people. To, I do yeah, want people ahead. to know that Jeff Beck told was was great about this. Very nice. I, I spoke to Jeff this morning briefly. Well, I I hope it's a long, long time before you or your wife need those helmets. Well, it looks uh, from my size and the size of the helmet, they're going to have to. I don't think I'm going to fit entirely in there, but you know we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll 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 see. Okay, and if there's a little spillage, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Well, I told my wife I said any excess I want spread in the uh, garbage cans at Dick's Drive-In because I've had so many. I feel. At least a third of my body is made up of Dick's drive-in, you know. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Well, Chuck, uh, it's nice talking with you. In, uh, and w- what's your prediction for the game this weekend? Well, here's the prediction. Okay. Uh, of course, I want the Huskies to win. Uh, but I just don't want to see anybody get hurt oh. or uh, any ill will or bad feelings or anything like that. I just want a good, clean game and, and uh, you know. The best team will will win, and the best team, of course. Okay, well, of course. Since my youngest daughter is not here, go Docs. Nice talking with you, Chuck. I appreciate it. Okay, you guys take care. Okay, my bad. Shut it down. Shut it down! That's it! Whose idea was this? Pathetic. Joke. This show is a joke. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're really a fantastic audience.